Hello and welcome to Cumber Baptist Church Podcast. The following is taken from our evening service, Sunday 7th of July 2019. This evening we are joined by Pastor Clifford Morrison, who takes his reading from Psalm 23, and brings us a message entitled, How to Handle Stress. And we give thanks to God for His Word. It's a wonderful thing to know and to realize that our God not only attends the funeral of every sparrow, but he cares for you and for me. And this truth is greatly emphasized in this portion of sacred scripture that we have just read. Tonight we want to look at another of God's open secrets and focus our attention on the words of verse 2 of Psalm 23. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Of course, in thinking through the truth that is emerging from the psalm, we need to always keep in mind that this psalm was written within the context of an Eastern setting. The shepherd would rise about 4 a.m. in the morning when the dew was still in the grass, and it was very quiet. And the sheep would browse and nibble here and there, and then about 11 a.m. in the morning, the sun at its very hottest, if at all possible, the shepherd would find some secluded place, hopefully some shady place, with green grass, and allow the sheep to lie down. And the sheep would lie down for about three or four hours and just chew the cud. And during those times, the sheep would have seasons of quietness and begin to digest the grass and begin to experience the refreshment that the shepherd would provide for them. Putting on the fat, the wool, and maturing of the sheep, every shepherd knows is important for the sheep to have a quiet time. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. If this morning we were looking at the secret of satisfaction, tonight verse 2 raises this issue. How do we handle stress? Is stress ever a problem to you? One writer says that in today's world, many people are all stressed up with nowhere to go. Tense frantic, running around, so busy, so much in a hurry. And sometimes we think that it's almost wrong for us to be quiet and to be still. I heard of a lady who called her pastor up and said, I tried to call you all day Monday and I couldn't get you. Well, he said, Monday's my day off. I was resting. I take Monday off. And she responded by saying, the devil never takes a day off. The pastor says, yes, that's right, and if I didn't, I'd just be like the devil, and I don't want to be like him. God wants his sheep to learn how to be quiet, how to lie down in green pastures, how to drink from the still waters. They tell us that sheep don't like to drink, and many refuse to drink from rushing, gurgling streams. And there were plenty of streams like that in the Middle East where the streams came 
up out of the mountainside and rush down the ravines. And the sheep are afraid to drink of that, but they will drink where the water is found in some quiet still pool. David says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And the Lord knew what he was doing when he referred to his people as sheep for so often. That is why we find ourselves to be so stressful. We read tonight from Psalm 100. We are the sheep of his pasture. Someone says, isn't that wonderful? I am a sheep. Well, I'm not so sure that God was handing out compliments when he referred to his people as sheep. It's more of a description rather than a compliment when God refers to us in this way. Sheep, I am told, are not the smartest animal around. They seem at times to be overloaded with dumbness. Have you ever seen a trained sheep? Trained horse, yes. Lion, yes. Tiger, yes. Dog, but sheep? Well, they're not in abundance. They're not known for their intelligence. Someone will say, well, wait a minute. I've graduated with honors. I've had a fair education. But you misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm talking now in spiritual terms. The Lord Jesus on one occasion spoke to a man called Nicodemus who was a master in Israel. He was up at the top. But Jesus had to say to him, Are you a master in Israel and yet you do not know these things that I'm trying to share with you? The Bible says, There is none that understandeth, no, not one. And in the spiritual realm we're like sheep. The sheep is so defenseless. Other animals can defend themselves fairly well. A horse can run, a mule can kick, a lion can bite, a cat can scratch, a bear can crush, a snake can bite. But a sheep doesn't have great hearing or great vision. A sheep is pretty defenseless. The Bible speaks of a lamb being led to the slaughter. You think of a sheep as someone who needs to be defended. And friends, that is the way we are. That's why Paul had to say to those Corinthians, our sufficiency is of God. And the sheep also has a poor sense of direction. They are easily lost. We're reminded of that, of course, in Isaiah 53, when the prophet says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Sheep will brow here and nibble there, and they get further and further away, and they don't know it. Further away from the shepherd. Further away from the fold, the flock. And then they are out there lost and can't find their way home. You've heard of a homing pigeon, but never a homing sheep. They have to be sought and they have to be brought back. And that's just the nature of the beast. And the prophet Hosea reminds us of that. When he speaks about the people of God. And God speaks through him and says concerning his people, my people are bent on backsliding from me. You see, we have a tendency to get away from God. The hymn writer puts it like this, prone to wonder. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. That's the sheep's nature. When you think of the ignorance and defenseless nature of a sheep and when you think of the propensity to get lost that is in a sheep and whenever you think of the dependency of a sheep, a sheep needs someone to take care of it. A sheep is so dependent. 
It rolls over on its back. Its feet are all up in the air. It doesn't have enough athletic ability to roll over and get up. And when it's like that, it is vulnerable to the vultures and the wolves. But when it's like that, it's in danger of dying. And the shepherd needs to come and pick up the sheep and put it back on its feet again. Tell me, has the shepherd ever done that for you? You were down and you couldn't get up. And the shepherd came to where you were, picked you up and set you up on your feet again. See, because we're like sheep, that is why we have the tendency to get stressed. Because we are his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. How do we handle stress? David says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. You see, we handle stress by reminding ourselves of the security that we have in the shepherd. The security that we have in the shepherd. I want you to know and I want you to say this tonight. I am secure in Jesus Christ. David says, he leads me. He makes me. Who is he? Well, we identified him this morning, Jehovah. Jehovah, the shepherd of his people. Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. Jesus is the great shepherd. He is the chief shepherd. He is the good shepherd. We have learned that. And because of that, I have security. How does the Lord give us security? Well, he is the one who makes us. He is the one who leads us. Note the characteristics of the shepherd as we turn the pages of the Bible. He is marked with compassion. The gospel record, according to Matthew, bears this tenth testimony. But when he, that is Jesus, saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. When Jesus saw the people of his day, he saw them scattered, frantic, running here and there, feeling, fainting, full of stress. The Bible says he was moved. That carries with it the idea that he was hurt within as he noted their condition. Compassion is a very strong word here in Matthew chapter 9. It means to feel for the people. It means to feel with the people. He was compassionate. He was convulsed. He saw them as sheep having no shepherd. And that's what caused him to leave heaven and to die for them. The shepherd is marked by compassion. There is no one more compassionate about you or me this evening than the good shepherd who has given his life for the sheep. But not only is he marked by compassion, he's marked by care. Isaiah tells us he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms. He shall carry them in his bosom. He shall gently lead those that are with young. You're not glad this evening that God is so tender toward us? Are you not glad that he gives us what we need and not what we deserve? I wonder, has he ever carried you when you felt weakness, just like a lamb? 
as a lamb you were unaware of the great dangers that confronted you but God came in and he carried you in his arms why because he's such a caring and compassionate shepherd but not only compassionate not only caring but courageous he identifies himself in this way in John chapter 10 he says I am the good shepherd the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep but the one who is unhireling and not the shepherd who's owned the sheep or not sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling flees, but the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And the wolves are after you. And the wolves are after me tonight. In the land of Palestine, there were many wolves and bears and lions and thieves who would come and attack and scatter the sheep, wild dogs that would harm the flock, scavengers of all kinds. Jesus says a false shepherd is one who is only paid by the hour. And he will flee, he will leave the sheep, but a good shepherd will care for his sheep to the extent of giving his very life for them. And when we recall that scene from the gospel, the Lord Jesus was being pressurized not to go to Jerusalem. Don't go there. It's dangerous down there. They're going to attack you. They're going to get hurt. They will kill you down there. The gospel records bears this testimony that Jesus set his face like a flint to go to Jerusalem. The courage of our shepherd. And when you and I understand that we may be weak like a sheep, then understand this, that we have a compassionate, caring, courageous shepherd. The hireling flees, but not the good shepherd. In John 10, Jesus says this, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Is he the door or is he the shepherd? The answer is he is both. For in the east, the shepherd became the door. If you were to go to the east, you would see that the shepherd would build an enclosure of stone with an opening through which he brought all the sheep. And as he brings all the sheep inside, he counts them all and makes certain that they're all secure. And then the shepherd will lay down right across that opening. Nobody gets in or out without him knowing. The shepherd is the door. I am the door. There is nobody that can get to you except they come through me. That's what Jesus is saying. That's why he says, I give unto my sheep eternal life and they shall never perish. What we need in order to deal with stress in our life is to find this security in Jesus Christ. He makes me. He leads me. I may be weak like a sheep, but he is the strong shepherd. There is a security in him that helps me to handle stress. But not only the security that there is in this shepherd, there is also the sufficiency that we have in this shepherd. He makes me to lie down. Brown, withered pastures, is that it? He leads me beside muddy streams, dried up water brooks. No. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside 
still waters. You see, what the scriptures are teaching us tonight is this, that all that you and I need, all I need and more I find in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do we get stressed? Well, we get stressed when we think that our needs are not going to be met and we just say, I'm not going to make it. We looked at this a few Sundays ago in Matthew 6 where Jesus was dealing with worry. And it's so relevant, isn't it? What do people worry about? What we're going to eat, food. What we're going to wear, fashion. Jesus says, don't worry about these things. Many people worry about these things. Food, friends, fame, fortune, fashion, fitness, the future. Jesus says, after all these things, the Gentiles, the unconverted, seek. He's not saying that any of these things are not important, but he's saying seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be added to you. These things do not take on significance until you have your deepest needs met, and your deepest need is to come into a relationship with God through faith in his Son, Jesus Christ. He's talking to you tonight about green pastures. He's speaking to me and you not only about green pastures, but about still waters. It's not about having your bank account full. It's not having every material wish fulfilled. I intimated this morning that Psalm 23 finds itself nestling in a tree of Psalms. and Psalm 22, we're at the cross. And the psalmist tells us that the meat shall eat and be satisfied. What shall they eat? Well, look at the rest of the verses. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. That's good food to feed on him. And all that be fat upon the earth eat and worship. God wants his sheep to be healthy. What does the green grass speak to us about? It's green pastures. The green pastures of his word. The still waters of his spirit. And he teaches you and me tonight that we will find satisfaction in him. And if we do not find our satisfaction in him, we're going to be stressed because the deepest needs of our hearts will never be met. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Bible is to the spiritual man and woman what bread is to the natural man. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 5 says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Hungering and thirsting after that which is pleasing to God. That person is blessed. The word blessed simply means happy. Happy are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. The green pastures of his word and the still waters of his spirit. Do you and I have a real hunger for these things? Is that why we're lacking in joy and happiness and peace? You know, Jesus did not say, happy are those who seek after happiness or blessed are those who seek after blessings. But blessed and happy are those who seek after righteousness. The most unhappy people in the world are those who are seeking after happiness. Strange, isn't it? 
Happiness is not something you find when you're looking for it. It is something you discover when you seek righteousness and serve the living God. When you allow the Lord to have his rule in your life, when you receive his grace and mercy, when you respond to his love and to his kindness and to his mercy, then happiness comes. Unhappiness comes from self-centeredness and self-centeredness is sin. God has made us that way. God has engineered it that way. We will never be happy outside of Christ. We know that God said to Adam and Eve when they had sinned, cursed is the ground for your sake. Not for your judgment, but for your sake. I will put a curse on the ground. Thorns and thistles will it bring forth. God wants our road at times to be thorny so that we will appreciate that a man with a diseased heart, can never live in paradise. So God gives us thorns and thistles, problems and heartaches to say, hey, there is something wrong in this world. It is sin. And there is something needed in this world, and it's righteousness. There are many people tonight, and they want rid of the thorns and the thistles, but not the thing that is causing the thorns and the thistles, namely sin. We need not just to get rid of the pain, but also the infection that is causing the pain. People who are trying to be happy are only treating the symptoms. If we're seeking after righteousness, then we're dealing with the root of the problem, the infection. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That's his word. He makes me to drink still waters. That's his spirit. What we need to have in order to have the deepest needs of our lives is to worship God, to feed on His Word, to drink of His Spirit. That is sufficiency. How to handle stress? To remember the security we have in the shepherd. To remember the sufficiency we have in the shepherd. To remember the serenity that we have in the shepherd. He makes me to lie down. I learned the other day that sheep will not lie down until they are content. And the reason why there is so much hustle and bustle is that there is very little contentment. And how God maybe wants us to take time to slow down, to be still, and to know that He is God. To have that stillness, to have that serenity, to have that quietness. This truth is scattered throughout the Scriptures. Listen to what the prophet says. Isaiah 30, verse 15, In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Listen to what David says, Be still and know that I am God. Do you know what the sheep is doing when it's lying down? To use a farming terminology, a country terminology, it's chewing the cud. It's digesting. And that is when the sheep is growing That is the most productive time for the sheep, that quiet time, that quiet serenity, that chewing the cud, that meditating. The devil doesn't want us to read the Bible. The devil doesn't want us to fill our hearts and our thoughts with God's Word. The psalmist says in Psalm 1, the blessed man, the happy man, is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the congregation of the wicked. But his delight is in the law, and in that law he meditates day and night. 
The psalmist prays, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. He says in Psalm 104, my meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord and rejoice. He says in that great psalm that exalts the word of God in Psalm 119, I will meditate in thy precepts and have regard unto thy ways. You know what's wrong with you and me? We don't lie down in green pastures. And we don't drink of the still waters. We need to take time. We need to make time to engage in this holy practice. And if we understand in some measure what is being said, then we need to apply it to our hearts. Do you really have a quiet time? Do you have a spiritual journal? Do you ever pick up this holy book and meditate upon its holy precepts? If you're too busy to do this, you're too busy. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. You see, if we miss him, we miss everything. Do we need to stop tonight and address our priorities? Sometimes if we do not lie down, he will make us lie down. Listen to what David says. He says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. It has been good for me that I have been afflicted. He makes me to lie down. He wants us to be still and to know that he is God. How do you deal with stress? Remember that a distressed sheep is not producing wool or fat, not producing lambs, not reproducing. He wants us to lie down in green pastures and to drink from still waters. In Jesus Christ, there is security tonight. He is the good shepherd. In Jesus Christ, there is sufficiency tonight. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. In Jesus Christ, there is serenity tonight. He leads me beside still waters. Oh, tonight, turn your eyes upon Jesus and recognize afresh that this shepherd became the lamb in order that we might be his sheep and his flock, and his family, and his fold. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. We thank God for his word, and we pray that he will write it in all our hearts tonight for his name's sake.